Got time for a quick story? It, it, something that happens a lot in the music industry is one song being done by multiple acts, sometimes about the same time without the acts even knowing that someone else is doing that same song. Song is sent out by a songwriter, a publisher, see who will bite on it. And occasionally an artist will put a hold on that song so no one else can perform it. That oftentimes happens in country music. But maybe that artist isn't quite ready to perform it, hence the hold. Other times the song kind of makes its way around and gets taken up by one artist and then by another artist. And that song will come out about the same time. And you get multiple versions of this same particular song. Does not seem to happen as often in the late 2010s, but it used to be more frequent. Listen to Casey Kasem, American Top 40 broadcasts from the early 1970s, and you'll hear covers of fairly recent hits all the time. Go back to the 60s. You heard that a lot more back then. Well, there's one particular song that was performed by the Jets back in 1989 on their album Believe. It was a minor hit on the charts, one of their last chart hits, a song called The Same Love by the legendary songwriter Diane Warren, which was later covered by Expose in 1992 on their self-titled album. That is an example of an artist covering a song that was already out. And the lead singer on that particular version, the Expose version of The Same Love, is Jeanette Gerardo, and we're going to talk to her right now. Expose and the Jets are performing together. Ho-Chunk Gaming, Black River Falls on Friday, May 10th. Well, actually, we're going to start with the location here in western Wisconsin. It's not that far away from the Twin Cities, but Jeanette, in your career with the group, how often have you been to western Wisconsin, this part of the state? I think, you know, because we used to tour so much. I, th- I, I can't say that we haven't really driven a- almost everywhere in the United States. Hmm. Um, I don't particularly remember that part of Wisconsin, but I know we have been to Wisconsin, of course. Um, and um, I have family there, too, so and friends. Uh, so always happy to go back to Wisconsin. Good, good, good. And how did this particular concert come together? Since I know, I mean, obviously the Jets had their base for a long time over in Minneapolis. So they're kind of, right. in, in a way, almost a local group here. But looking at all the tour dates, I know you're performing with them with some other performances around the country. But this is one where it's just you two acts. How did that come together? I know. I love it. Well, we absolutely are huge fans of the Jets, the three of us. Uh, in fact, when we first start, began touring, I think one of our very first tour dates was opening for the Jets. And uh, we, I remember specifically standing on the side of the stage watching them perform, and all of us, were, our mouths were just dropped open because they were so good. I mean, their sound was so amazing. The vocals are amazing. Their choreography, but their staging and the way that they reacted to the audience really left a huge impact on us. And uh, so since day one, we've been huge Jet fans. And um, now, after all these years, when we run into them, we always talk to each other and say, wow, our music really, really kind of makes a great (laughs) pair. Um, And our acts and the time that we were out there and the time that our music was being played on the radio. And I'm always talking to uh, our agency saying, you know, us and the Jets, it's a great package. You've got to work on that a little more. And we really enjoy being around them as people as well. They're wonderful people, and so anytime we have the opportunity, and luckily this opportunity came. I don't know if it was the uh, the casino that approached 
the agency or vice versa, but I'm just happy it happened. It's, and it's going to happen. And what I'm wondering will happen in this concert, I was talking to Moana from the Jets uh, a couple weeks ago or so, and she noted, and those that follow the discographies, that both the Jets and Expose did the same love. And, of course, the Jets did it on Believe in 1989, and then Expose did it in 1992 on, on the self-titled album. And she wondered, well, is there a possibility of both acts performing the same song the same love on stage could it happen this friday we've discussed it we've discussed it i know that uh um they've been working on an arrangement to it i would not be you know i would i would love to do it um like i said i'm a huge fan so that would be like being able to sing a song with one of your favorite singers (laughs) (laughs) i would love it um and uh it's a beautiful song and uh i don't think that we've ever even performed it live really as a group yeah so um, that would be great. I, I'm open to it. Let's see uh, when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a Diane Warren song, and uh, Diane Warren contributed a lot to that to that third album. How, I mean, did you know that that song had already been done at the time? How did how was it presented to the three of you at, at the time? When I first heard it, it sounded familiar to me. I don't think right off the top of my head I said, that's a Jet song. Um, but, of course, a couple days into it, I did realize it was a Jet song. And I purposely did not listen to uh, their version, although I probably had heard it. Like I said, it had sounded so familiar. But I did not go back and make notes or anything because um, I have this kind of horrible thing. It made me a wonderful top 40 singer, <laughs> but I have this horrible thing of when I listen to something, my I just kind of grasp onto the phrasing of a song and uh, the placement of the voice in the song. And I really did not want to attempt to sound like the Jets version. Um, so I did not listen until it was recorded, and then I went back, and then I thought, oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have chickened out had I been really listening to it. <laughs> well, and what's interesting is that the arrangement ends up being different. It's uh, there yes. for, for same lyrics, broad chord progressions, but not even all the chord progressions are identical. I can tell there's a little bit of a, especially in kind of the, the pre-chorus is a little different in, in your version. For those that were, you know, the production aspect of it, were, was there an intent to, okay, let's get the expose stamp on this song as, as opposed to just doing a straight-up cover? That happens a lot still. You do a cover, and it's almost identical to the original. This one did have a few change-ups in it. Right. I'm, sh- I'm sure that, that uh, our producer, who uh, was Guy Roche at the time, who did, who did a lot of Diane Warren songs and, and definitely worked with us, um, I'm sure that, yes, they wanted to put that expose stamp on it. Clive was overseeing the whole thing as well. Um, and uh, us as vocalists really wanted to, of course, sound like expose. And uh, Kelly at the time, uh, Kelly Moneymaker, who was uh, in the group at that time, have really added a different sound to our group as well. She has this beautiful, airy, um, just lush voice. And and when I listen to that song, even though I'm singing lead on it, I really hear Kelly all over that. Um, She had many ideas for vocals uh, and the harmonies, and uh, it was just beautiful, beautiful. I, I, I love listening to both versions. Diane Warren has contributed so, so much to music over, if you will. It's almost a shame she hasn't won an Oscar yet, but she's done so much. She's obviously done songs that you have performed. What is your favorite Diane Warren song that you did not do in Expose? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Um, gosh, I think there's a Patty Austin song uh, that Diane did, and it's funny. I did not realize it was her until I met Diane. Um, of course, I can't think of the name now, but because um, I'm trying to. But Patty Austin recorded a Diane Warren song. And I'm going to have to, like, I would have to stop for, like, 30 seconds right. and start singing it in order to remember the name. But that was my favorite Diane Warren song. Still is. Um, just the lyrics are beautiful, and for some reason that one has just stuck with me. If it ever pops into your mind while we're still chatting here, feel free to just break in and say, oh, yeah, I now, now it came to me. So that's totally, <laughs> totally fine. Absolutely. Of all of the songs that, that you've done, which one maybe comes as a bit of a surprise that fans like? Um, another Diane Warren song, actually. Um, and I, oh my gosh, I am just, <laughs> I can't even think of it. It's our song. We did it on the final album. Um, I'll Say Goodbye for the Two of Us. Okay. That's the name of it. And it's a ballad, um, and uh, I was able to sing on that one as well, lead on that. And I just, we recorded it, and I loved it. And again, that's another song we've never performed live. But, um, when I go online, it surprises me how many people write about that song still to this day, still want to perform it for karaoke. Um, I've actually seen it performed on um, like kind of like American Idols in other countries, uh, people singing that, that version, and it just cracks me up because <laughs> if I wasn't attentive to it sometimes, I would, you would never know. Huh. So that one always comes as a surprise to me. If there were, is there a particular songwriter and or producer that you would have liked to have worked with? And I mean, I suppose you could still work with me if the person's still alive, still active. Maybe that's still a possibility down the road. But is there one that you, that ideally perfect world you would have liked to have performed their songs or have them worked on your songs? Hmm. Wow. Actually, there there was somebody that I wanted to. Um, I'm a huge fan of BB and CC Winans, mm-hmm. and um, they had a producer. But we were lucky enough. I don't even know how it happened again. It just did. We were lucky enough to work with with Keith on one of our last albums, and uh, I, I believe his company was Yellow Elephant Music or something like that. And we were able to go to Nashville and record with him, and that truly was my dream come true. So. I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good spot to be in. Are, what yeah. what I mean are there any acts current musical acts so we're getting into performers that you would ideally like to do some sort of a collaboration with to, well let's say today of current acts. Today of current acts. Um gosh, I'm just going to probably name people that I'm fans of. I'm a huge fan of the singer Demi Lovato. What an amazing voice she has. Um, Kelly Clarkson, of course, amazing. Uh, we all love Pink. Um, huge fans of Beyonce. I mean, there are all these strong female performers going on right now. Um, any of them we'd love to work with. Bruno Mars, huge fans because of his stage presence and his uh, the way he performs. Um, just, oh my gosh, there's so many. Just too many to mention, really. <laughs> what is the current status on any new material have you been writing songs working with other writers have you been doing any demos of late what's the what's the current status of any new recorded music for expose i know joy has been working on some new music of late i think annie and i have kind of stepped back a little from that we we still do have 
children in our homes that we're raising. <laughs> so it's not the time is not as easy to get away and be creative sometimes. But uh, I, I can't say there's any confirmed anything going on new music for us at this point. Now, how do you keep your voices in as good of shape as they are? I've been listening. I'm like, okay, wow, they sound quote unquote the same as from 30 years back that's a tricky thing in pop and rock music to sound anywhere close to how you sounded 10 20 30 40 even when you go Mick Jagger 50 years ago and to still be holding up vocally after all this time so what techniques have you guys used I know Joya obviously went through her voice issues back 30 years ago but what do you use over time and today to keep your voices in good shape um, well, I'm not with the girls 24-7, but we all still do vocal exercises prior to singing. Um, Joya and I carry around a, a personal steamer with us before we sing. Um, and I can only account the fact that I'm still able to sing today to my vocal teachers back, you know, in, in gosh, back in the late 80s, um, middle 80s, I was taking vocal lessons from Ron Anderson and Brad Chapman in Los Angeles, and they really, um, aside from helping me with music style and vocal style, they really taught me how to support my voice so I'm not hurting it every night I go out and sing. And I really just think back, thank God that I was with those guys because I don't think I'd be have the same voice I do today without them. Mm-hmm. Speaking of female vocal groups, it doesn't seem... This peruse the charts that there are all that many out there nowadays. I know Fifth Harmony was big in the past few years, and K-pop, Korean pop, for those who don't know, has is, is started building up. I know Blackpink has become kind of a bigger act of late, and there's a few more. But all in all, if you look at the history and the charts of popular songs by female vocal groups, whether it's a three, four, five or so, it seems as though we get up to about the late 2000s, and then it kind of cuts off, at least in, in the United States. Is there, do you see there being a reason why you don't have expose style groups or female vocal groups as much today and over the last decade or so? I really don't know. I think they're fun. Um, uh, Sometimes I think maybe they're just not taking it seriously, unfortunately. Um, Somebody once told me that they believe it goes in a cycle, like every certain amount of years a huge female group will come up, and, and they thought that we were right in that cycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our timing was perfect. But you know what? In this music industry, I think everything has to be time perfect. You never know when the audience is going to be ready to listen to what they're going to listen to or see what they're going to see, and um, I think you know all the stars have to, have to align um, Making it in the music industry is not based on talent alone, as we well know, mm-hmm. um, but we all love when it is and when it's not, because when they're up there and you're watching and you're listening, um, there's something that hits you, um, whether it be the way they dance or the way they sing or the way they the way their hair or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or the way they wear lipstick, whatever it is, it's something that catches your interest, and I'm just really happy. I know we're all happy and grateful that uh, we had the interest back in the 80s, and still today, our fans come out to watch our shows, and we just are so grateful and have such a wonderful time. I think we're having more fun now than we even did back in the Mm -hmm. 80s. Uh, And and I'm sure you've been asked this question a good amount of time, but let's assess it right now. What is sort of the demographic split, the the range that you're seeing in the crowds in your shows? Oh, that's 
absolute fun part is, um, of course, there are fans from back in the 80s, our age, and then they're bringing their kids, and they're bringing, you know, a sometimes whole new audience. I recently went to um, a retirement party for an old teacher of mine, and uh, it was all young students that had just graduated, and they were playing our music and music from around that time, and they knew all the words and they know all the lyrics, and I'm just thinking, wow, you know, the parents must really be uh, playing this in the household. Or, again, it's just maybe that time of music. It really was fun. Um, it made you want to get up and dance. <laughs> now, if you had not been in expose, or at the, I know you kind of came in with the sort of second round of singers back, back in the mid-'80s and had it just gone kaput and nothing had happened, what do you think would have happened to your career and speak as much as you can for the others, for Anne, for Joya, even for Kelly, uh, what would have, what would your careers have been like had there not been expose? Oh my gosh. Um, I think Anne probably would have gone to the business side of the industry because that's what she was studying in, uh, at the university. Um, she probably would have directly gone there, but she had been singing for a while as well. Um, I can't imagine that somebody would not have come and gotten her involved in something with her voice. Um, but I think she probably and had planned prior to meeting us to go on to the business side. I think Joya probably would have done something maybe with a little more of a rock band because she has that wonderful gravelly uh, voice. And, uh, and she would have been a powerhouse either way, whatever she had done. Uh, Kelly... Gosh, Kelly has done so much with with us and without us. Um, she's currently work uh, be, becoming a film producer, <laughs> film not producer director, mm-hmm. taking uh, lessons and school, and she's educating herself on how to make film. And I think she's even won one award um, for one of her uh, films that she made, short films. And uh, but her vocal, oh, I'm a huge Kelly fan, and uh, she's done so many recordings. And uh, she would definitely have been in the industry as well. Me, oh my gosh, I was singing already with a band for many years. I can't imagine my life without music. So whether it ha- would have been in a recording group or just singing in clubs or singing <laughs> in uh, shows or fairs or wherever any, any uh, musicians are, I would have been there, really. I just, uh, and I still will. It's just, it's as you talk to musicians and, and vocalists and artists, I'm sure many of them say it's just, in our blood. We're not well-balanced people unless we're doing something that has music in it. Uh, I always love to ask the music video question, what is your what is your most favorite and or least favorite video to do? <laughs> what was it? Like in the past? Yeah, or of, no, of all your music videos, yeah. Which, what was your favorite and or least favorite video shoot? Um, oh, boy. I'd say my favorite was Never Get Over You, Getting Over Me, because we were in California and we were on the beach, and it was beautiful. Um, And my least favorite was What You Don't Know, because uh, the night before the video shoot, I was bitten by a spider, (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) I had... The doctor had to come to the hotel and give me a shot, and I had the highest fever all that day of filming. So it was really hard to get through. So when I look back on that, I think, oh, my gosh, I was feeling so horrible. <laughs> and it did not show through in the video. So I mean, it, it, whatever worked, it worked. So that's 
that I know, I know, I know. I was I'm allergic to spiders, so yeah, it was not a good day. Yeah, I would imagine not. No, hopefully this Friday will be better. Describe what people that are going to go to Ho Chunk Gaming. What are they going to see from the expose set? Oh my gosh, fun, fun, fun! You're going to hear your favorite songs. Uh, hopefully, sing along with us. There's plenty of opportunity at Joya, um, Annie, and myself. Just you know, we get on stage and we just pull it all together and just fun choreography and, you know, great vocals. A good time, basically. A good time. Good. It's going to be a good show this Friday. Again, Expose along with the Jets, Ho-Chunk Gaming, Black River Falls, 7 o'clock showtime. Is it the Jets first, then the Expose, or vice versa? I believe it's the Jets first, the Jets first, and then us. And one more thing, Luke, is um, the name of the song was Any Other Fool. Ah, yes. The Other Fool by Diane Warren, sung by Patty Austin. Beautiful song. Got it. Good. I'm glad you caught that there before the end. <laughs> thank you very much for that. Jeanette Gerardo, thank you so much for, for calling in. Glad you got your sleep this morning. That's that's Sleep is important, I know. So so good that you got that. And have fun with the rest of the performances this year, and especially this Friday in Black River Falls. Thanks for taking some time to chat with us. Awesome. Thank you so much. Luke. Have a wonderful day. Very good chat there. That was very enjoyable with Jeanette Gerardo of Expose. You can see them Friday, May 10th in Black River Falls, Wisconsin, and western Wisconsin, along with the Jets. You can also see them across the country throughout the year. They've got a lot more performances coming up with many other acts, sometimes with the Jets and other artists as well on the same billing. So definitely check them out. They're doing a great job performing to this day and keeping on going from here. Thanks, as always, to Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio in Eau Claire for providing the studio, my employer, and providing uh, the equipment here to get Got Time for a Quick Story on. And if you want to subscribe, you can do so totally free. If you've got an iPhone, you can find it in the podcasts app. If you've got a Google Play, or you can, if you've got an Android phone, you can find it in the Google, well, the Google Podcasts app now. It's also at Stitcher. It's at TuneIn. Take a listen. You can also listen to the interview at greatesthits981.com at the interviews page right there. Got time for a quick story? I'm Luke Anthony.